What is good, y'all? So it's Daniel here again. And today I'm joined by a customer of the Elevate Mentorship Program, Berg. What's up, Berg? Going on, man. This is Giancarlo Burgos. How's it going, bro? Good. Chilling. Yeah, I'm glad that you can join me today. So I've been working with Berg. We've been working together since like 2019. Berg's got a pretty interesting story because, you know, he, you, you're, you're, Berg is very uh, creative. I think a lot of barbers in the barber industry are like naturally creatives um, mm -hmm. and very artistic. And I know when we started first working together, I think you were charging $30 and you were in a commission shop. Um, yes. Kind of give me, and, and for anybody who doesn't know your background, kind of like a, a story of like, first of all, who you are, how you started cutting hair up to like, even right now. Got you. Um, well, for me, it was a, it was, it was a, like a slower path for me. I think a lot of people just kind of get up into barbering and then pick it up and they're good. But for me, I started, I want to say I was 16. So I want to say what? eight nine years from now so at the time there wasn't any education available for people all there really was was youtube uh cake and his randy <laughs> and uh, a couple other people ogs oh, you know that you can learn your stuff but for me i learned everything at home everything was self-taught not because i had no other choice just because I, I wanted to just to learn i wanted to make it happen as fast as i could right so for me it was just about putting practice and putting reps in so obviously along the lines of building that up. Um, I went doing that throughout high school. I cut hair through high school. I built a, a rapport from there. Obviously, I didn't take it serious because I was 16, 17. I wanted to fuck around, dude. I didn't really want to work. <laughs> so for me, I just kind of put on this, a back burner. Uh, went, to, went to university, make my parents happy, kind of do the whole vibe, you know, but obviously this didn't work out for me. Two years in, I just decided to go get my license because I felt like if I could have something in my pocket, at least some type of professional um, grade in my pocket then i can at least move forward in my career and at least try to like evolve from that so uh two years after i got my license next thing you know i'm just in the shop i had a friend that came and saw me at school we were doing a barber battle at school and she saw she came in and checked me out in school I was like yo do you have a shop i was like i don't really so that's how the whole commission thing started right mm -hmm. like it just sounds really good you go into a shop you got a chair right like you know what i mean you don't have to pay me nothing, just whatever you cut, blah, blah, blah. So that's how the whole thing started from there. And I was uh, in a commission-based shop for that first shop. It was like two, two, three years. And then uh, from there, I moved to West Covina. And I was like freelancing, you know, bouncing around and just like at one commission shop and the other. But not necessarily was. And then from there, I went to L.A., where from many, I don't know if many are familiar with Saints. Uh, I was working there for a good amount of time um, due to business reasons and obviously other things. It just didn't work out. But from there, I guess, I think that's when we really started kicking in, right? That's when we really started working. Like, I think it was around Saints time. I want to say, like, the beginning of the year, of, of that year, we really started moving along those lines. And I started actually investing my energy and investing in content and really starting to begin to understand how to market our product, right? Because at the end of the day, our haircuts are a product that we just have to get out there for people to see. So honestly, learning and picking up from that. And I spent a lot of time in commission-based shops, um, till recently where, uh, I'm now working at all health studio. Um, it's in downtown Los Angeles, working with some good, good people, uh, working with Julius Byron, as you guys may know, very, very respectable people in the industry. So, uh, it was, it was a, a long road, but definitely a lot of, uh, ups and downs, especially being a creative, like you say, it's the process of being creative is kind of just like, it's like you, you go hard on something, but just when you fall down or it just doesn't work out, it also is a setback, but like any business being able to adapt and, and move forward but yeah and then now just shifting into education 
Um, that was been the goal for me the entire time. I just love educating and teaching people and traveling and all, all in all, like I know the system of cutting hair and building a great business is the fuel to the, to the engine, right? That's what mm -hmm. lets us build our brand. That's what lets us, you know, educate. So I was very, very adamant about making sure I could double down on the actual hair cutting process and the marketing process. So it's been definitely been an interesting last couple of years, man, growing and ending up. Yeah. Nice. I guess, um, <clears throat> let's kind of like pinpoint real quick. Cause I, th I think, yes. um, a lot of barbers, especially like when you were jumping around from like the commission shops, what, yeah. what, what is, what was like the mindset or like the why of like, why not only you went commission wise, I know it's, it was a good deal, but why did mm -hmm. you stay there and then just continue bouncing around for a while? Mm -hmm. So first, the first one, I guess you could say why it made sense at the time was the first time around it made sense because a new barber um, probably had a, a couple hundred like haircuts on my on my repertoire, you know, not much. So definitely went in there to put as much reps as in as I could. And I just did it for the opportunity, mostly growth. You know what I mean? I, like I wasn't at a place where I had the clientele, so it made sense for me to go and build there. And like I said, we, we, I got comfortable, bro. Like the biggest, biggest thing I would say is comfortability. You know, we're used to seeing the cash flow. We're used to seeing like your pockets are good. You don't have to pay nobody. It's good. But definitely I would say it was one of my biggest downfalls is being too comfortable, you know. And when I went back around and did it again in Los Angeles, that was, I, honestly, I felt like to me, it just felt more familiar to go to a different, to a completely new area. And then almost like, like to me, starting fresh, not only really, I really have any clients. I had clients, but I had maybe 10 or 20% that were willing to drive from Azusa to LA, which is like in LA traffic, that's an hour and 30 minutes. So mm -hmm. I had a very few. So what I was doing, I was cutting, <laughs> I was cutting there and I was coming back to West Covina to break bread there. Right. And I can just stack all my clients and go back over there. So in a way I was using it to build. But like I said, two years comes back around. I'm still at Saints, you know, and it's like to me, it's just like getting lost in the sauce. I would is the best way to pronounce it. You know, you're making money, you're having fun, you're with like you're in LA, it's great. But at the end of the day, you're, it kind of gets away from the actual mission here, right? And I feel like for me, that's that's the main problem that I've seen is uh, comfortability, right, and not being able to push ourselves or have so, or at least have someone else to kind of get on our asses and be like, yo, bro, like you're, you're slacking, you know what I mean? Or you need to know this isn't a good move, even though you think it's a good move, you know? And just getting out of your comfort zone, I would say, bro, definitely a big thing. Absolutely. And I know um, for you, because you were at Saints, and I remember, that was kind of like, again, too, like you said, I think it was January 2019 when we first started mm -hmm. working together. I think we, we I mean, at first we focused heavily on like marketing-wise, because I think that was mm -hmm. like your biggest that was like issue, one of your yeah. biggest issues and focuses around that because mm. you were just so sporadic with everything else. Yes. Trend. And then we go back to maybe like even 2020 when, you know, you moved to all hail working with Julius, who I respect incredible, like one of the best barbers in the industry. Um, mm. And then we more focused on cool. You have the marketing, but things still weren't clicking in a high gear. Yeah, and then we just like exactly. really focused on the business structure. Um, yeah. I guess go through like those different points of like, you know, when we first started working, in, in your mindset of like what mm. business was, what the mindset of marketing was when we first started working together. And mm. then even like going into last year when we transitioned again more and just like the full on business result wise mm -hmm. to get you mm. up to now charging a hundred bucks. So I guess it was like three stages of different mindsets mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. So I would say definitely was three stages. Uh, stage one was obviously when I was in West Covina, I was charging 40 bucks 
which at the time was kind of absurd in West Covina. Everyone was charging 15, 20 bucks. And that was like two, I was like three, four years ago, you know, which it was absurd to see $40 in West Covina. So for me, I thought I was doing decent. <laughs> and then stage one goes. And then for me, and then obviously when I moved to Saints, I had to think of, I, I couldn't market the way I used to. I'm used to being around my friends and word of mouth. And now I'm in a completely different zone area, which I didn't had no idea. Like I couldn't use Yelp. I, we could. But at the same time, it wasn't me bringing in the motion, you know what I mean? And I feel like for stage one of the whole process that we did, I think for me, it was just understanding how to how to create uh, how to create engagement through a video. Mm. I said that was one of the things for me that and then Corley, and I, to be real, I wasn't even looking at it in the business aspect yet. To me, it was like, how many views can I get on this video to correlate me clients in my chair? Right. Yeah. And that's the only math that I was doing at the time. And obviously, it's because we like, like you said, like as the program advanced, you were able to show us how to pinpoint stuff. You know what I mean? But at first, it was just about creating, creating the avalanche, as we would call it, right? Mm. Creating an avalanche of a snowfall effect where people honestly just going and going and going. And it, I couldn't lie to you, it worked. You know what I mean? Like I was anything I would post, whether it's undercut, uh, taper, fade, is what I would get in my chair. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started to see the correlation in between the content you post. And the business that comes into your chair, you know, and for me, like, okay, I locked the content down. I could understand how to make a video. I knew how to, to get it, not, not get it to pop, but at least to get it a good, clean video. And then the second stage was when, I guess we would say is when we evolved into more of a business focus, right? So like, what about this haircut did they like, you know, what about this haircut made them get into my chair, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And a lot, and a lot of the things that I was realizing was like, even from the simple simplicity things of like sh like showing off the haircut more at the end or just being able to imply these things that make your service more, right? And then obviously when I went from West Covina, I went to Saints, I was charging 60 bucks. I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. The first year of Saints, we were charging the same rate. I was in LA charging the same rate as West Covina. Yeah. That's what that... And then for me, like, I was like, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Let me get, let me put, let me put my time in, you know, I get it. Like, I'm new here, let me put my time in, blah, 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 right? And then year number two came and they raised their price just because it's a new year, right? The whole, that whole shit. So he obviously is not a barber. Like, he's not a barber. He's like, a, he owns businesses. So for him, it was just about building the business in that way, which is cool. And my clients obviously didn't really hurt from that. But at the same time, I wanted to understand how to do that by myself. So the 60 price range hit and they were good. And then that, that was it, 2000, at the end of 2019, I would say, right? Early 2020, when we started actually building like a, a splicing, right? So where we, I was yeah. able to, to focus what those 60 bucks were getting me and implying other methods and contents to build me up to a hundred, right? And one thing I noticed was obviously the quality, the quality of the haircut um the little things right the details as you were telling me before like point out the details and stuff like that so being able to to honestly scale the business that that's the most important thing i can say is is scaling the business right like once you can put the content out we um you, you taught us how to actually scale the content and scale the business in that way so from going to 60 to 80 to 100 for me was just like it was it was more about I guess the right timing, right? It was it was more of the when factor and like the clientele. So being able to know that if I have this much new clients in my chair weekly by mm. this amount, I should obviously not be this busy. So I got to raise my price A and B. So being able to just think like that, I've never thought like that it's ever. As a barber, bro, we cut as much heads as we can that day. We count our money at the end of the day. We go yeah. below it and, <laughs> and call the day. 
like I don't think there's an actual business structure, like a business mind. You know what I mean? And like I think definitely you taught us a lot from that. Even just for me, I, I've told people a lot. You're one of the one of my mentors for sure when it comes to that. Just actually being able to do shit on the business side of things and mm-hmm. making your making making hair an actual product, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um because I, I mean, I always kept in touch with like what you were doing, even though we weren't like working closely together as often. And I think yeah. I just, I just kind of saw you like, I think a lot of barbers get stuck in this process of like, it's the content and that's the only thing when like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, when, when we started working in like 2020, I was like, dude, like you're doing the same thing and you're getting the same result. Like, yeah. obviously like it's not the content, like you have to have some structure. I think a lot of things that, that really... Uh, push the program and like just the understanding of like what we do inside forward was just you know how to track even i think that for you was probably one yeah, of the most bro. just I tracking that right there was like it's like wow i can break this shit down and actually like you nah, know that didn't work. this you, worked this worked <laughs> yeah you see like your business from like a, a bird's eye view i mean even tough i had an interview with him as well as joel and both of them like yeah. like joel was even saying like just for, from financial tracking too like he just used to write it on like a whiteboard and then just like show that to like his tax person instead of like having like yeah. an actual spreadsheets that break everything quick down. QuickBooks and Excel sheet, yeah. like, you know what I mean? The breakdown of the works, yeah. you know? Yeah. I guess for you, because um, obviously you're very creative. Um, mm. I think the aesthetic wise, if anybody's ever checked out your Instagram before, obviously you have a very, um, you just have a, like a, the, the natural eye for that. I guess, you know, going in, and I think a lot of people are drawn towards that from you and a lot of other barbers where does that come from like where where does your inspiration around like the creativity aspect and like your mm-hmm. overall style come from specifically uh i think i think a big part of it has to do with just being comfortable in my own skin you know like a, like a lot of things that i used to go with a lot with obviously when it comes down to just not feeling like yourself oh like i want to be like this or i want to do this you know what i mean i think the second that i had to actually think about like yo i'm just gonna do what makes me me you know like or what like I've, i'm just always naturally drawn to clean i, I think that's what kind of gives me that aesthetic is i always just like things to be tidy neat and clean you know and i think that kind of gives up that aesthetic like oh that's like so visually appealing but at the end of the day it's just like even when you teach us how to do content it's like bro you want to eliminate everything around it so just focus on your actual like subject right so for yeah. me i kind of did that on a on a big scale, like a life scale almost, you know what I mean? Kind of a lim- like even when it comes to the way I dress, like I eliminate the shit that's like doesn't really need to be required. I keep it cozy, simple, and we're good, you know? And I think that's one thing that has allowed me to be creative is I keep all the other shit simple so it allows me to process those things a little bit further, you know what I mean? Or even when it comes to the videos would be a good example. Like, like yeah, I can cut, slice a video, next pool, but how do we elevate this subject right how do we how do we make this video more about what we're actually trying to watch here and then that's how i kind of thought about just continuously trying to do a, a wall white background on my with my videos or just building that 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 aesthetic and the rapport of like more of just a clean a clean visual you know and i think that's what kind of gives me the aesthetic it's not more about like i'm loud i think i'm just very like tidy into myself you know what i mean so it kind of does it kind of builds that by itself but i definitely definitely um i'm trying to almost advance on that as in like how do we how do we creatively direct our content right you know what i mean like because obviously we can put out dope content and it'll be dope and hits but like how do we promote it in a creative way like how do you know how do we maybe do a a a photo shoot for the hair club maybe just uh producing a a cleaner video for like i guess adding its own aesthetics and like its own creative type of vision to it you know what i mean so it's it's definitely i think it comes down to just the simplicity aspect nice um 
And I, I know I already know this answer and I have an idea, but I definitely want to pick <laughs> your brain on this one. Um, being a creative and just being Burke, right? Just being you, uh-huh. yourself. Um, what have been the pitfalls that you've seen with being like so creative and so like more on the artistic side um, and maybe not mm. so like business structured side? I mean, of course you are more business structured now, but what have mm. been those pitfalls along just your journey from like yeah. high school kid all the way till now that, that you've also learned from? Yeah. And I would say something we went back and forth on the lot. You know, we went, we went back on the lot. I'd be like, Berg, cut that shit <laughs> we out, went dude. Back and forth. That's why bro asked. He's like, yo, I want to know why. <laughs> no, but to be real, bro, like it's something that it, it, it might be it might be my biggest downfall or, or my biggest um achievement, I would say, is it's kind of just being being able being wanting to express myself, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Being wanting to be like, oh, okay, what what I guess I guess more supportive aspect. For me, it's like I'm constantly doing something. It gets repetitive. And I lose inspiration. So for me, like being creative, it's more about fueling my inspiration, you know. And like a lot of things I used to do that would be my downfall is like stuff that didn't correlate to the business. Yeah, is the big thing here. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can be creative within our business, but what I failed to be was like I wanted to be overall creative. I want to fucking do this. I want to do that. I want to fucking, you know, take selfies and shit, which at the end of the day, it's like, it's no problem with that. But I feel like there's a way to take a selfie now. Like, what if there's a barber chair in it? Why wow, this is a fucking clipper in it? And you know what I mean? Or almost adding, uh, almost relating, being able to control that creativity. And to me, it was the biggest downfall I had was at the time was just not focusing on, focusing that creativity into the business, right? And being able to actually push it to its limits within its boundaries, you know, and being able to do that. So I guess, I guess for me, it's like the creative aspect is just something that I can't really shake. It's just more about being able to apply it to the right areas, you know? And like, I feel like doing a better job now to actually like resource the energy to the right area. Yeah. But it's been a, been basically one of my things. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And and for those that don't know, Berg, Berg is uh, my barber too now in LA, but we go, Ah. we go back and forth all the damn time when I'm in the chair. about like he wants to like start doing something else i'm like dude what the hell is the point of this like come it's, on, like, it's come business on, bro. yeah yeah it's 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 I mean, but i think a lot of barbers like do that too and and i think um mm. i think as as a like a very um high energy creative like you're always looking to add more on but it's always that yeah, that principle less true. is more like the less yeah, like, less true. you do yeah. like the more output Effective, you can get right? and effectiveness you are like i always thought about mm-hmm. it as um, let's say somebody like, as talented as you at cutting hair, right? If you're doing that, you're trying to do like, I don't even know what the hell you were also trying to do. You were trying to do like five other different things at one time, right? I was, I, I think, I think at the time I was trying to like fucking, dude, I can't even remember anymore, You were doing, bro. you were trying to, <laughs> you're, how, you were trying to put, tons of shit. I just remember I, I was just listening to you and I was like, holy shit, we got a lot, of, we got a, a uphill battle <laughs> with this one. But like, I always thought about it as like, if you're, if you're like doing five <laughs> different things and let's say it's bar, yeah. like barbering's one of them. And like you're super talented in that, and you have one another person who's like one fifth the talent level of you in barbering. Your guys are on the mm. same path in terms of output wise, right? Yeah, that's if true. energy, and, and it's like this sickening thing, like to come to that realization. I think a lot of barbers they will again too. I think it, it looks cool to have in your bio of like um, 
founder of this, CEO, brand ambassador, all the like these yeah, 20 different bro, things. 100%. But like, yeah, that looks good. I to think like, that was true. That it looks good. True. That looks good to somebody who doesn't know what truth is or know what the hell's going on. And like to somebody like me and you now, like we look at that and we're like, oh God, you're, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you, yeah, there's definitely. nothing in that, in that thread that is successful whatsoever. So it's great. Yeah. yeah. You, you just got to recognize. I don't like talking shit because I, I was me. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're over like, there getting yeah, antsy, like, yeah, oh god, he's doing, keep, yeah, I keep doing you, bro. Like, I didn't, even, I didn't even have where where I worked at in my bio. Jesus it, Christ, dude! It, did, it didn't even say where. It just like said a bunch of shit. But I was like, all right, but how do I get a hold of you? <laughs> like, just, you know, what I'm I mean? missing so the principles. Just like a lot of that, bro. Like professionally, yeah. uh, professionally showcasing ourselves. You know, also to being able to correctly. Even the little things of like be having a clean bio and telling mm. people where you work, you know, tag this or fucking book down here type thing, you know, little things like that. Just uh, overall professionalism, I would say. Nice. You know what I mean? It's one of the biggest factors. Yeah. I guess um, kind of segueing to like a n- next question. What I mean, of course, like for the 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 elevated mentor program now, very more business. Like everything is like an ecosystem for marketing, business, mm. life, um, and just everything. What has been the biggest help to you out of like in this past year? Um, if you could pinpoint mm. like a few things that you just felt were super helpful to you. Uh, I think I think doing this time around with the program this year or last year technically, but beginning of this year, I think it was the the most effective thing to me, I think, was the splicing, bro. Mm. The, the, the splicing aspect and being able to pinpoint our videos and break our videos down to know what worked and what didn't work. Yeah. Um, to be able to, to make our videos better, right? And at that point, we can almost customly tailor our own videos to what we want, you yeah. know what I mean? So that, that for me was a big thing. I just never looked at a video that way, to be real, to yeah. be able to splice it. So that was one thing. Um, uh, the financial aspect. You know what I mean? Being able to understand, like, you're making this much times this. You make you have this many amount of clients. You know what I mean? Like, there's a, there's obviously a system to it where it's like, you when you break the system, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a overflowing aspect. But I never thought about it in a way where you actually had a system for the amount of people that are in your chair to actually build your business. You know what I mean? So that was yeah. one thing too. And then the, I think for me the most crucial thing was the, well, just the I guess I guess the like the actual program itself, you know what I mean? The mm. way that actually, the, the way we actually was structured to teach us, you know what I mean? Like that, that for me was one of the, one of the more intuitive parts I feel like, which was great to me. And those are like the really big things I feel like that really helped me kind of progress and being able to, and, and you as a person, bro, you kind of like <laughs> cut the shit. You kind of like cut the shit, bro. What's really going on here? <laughs> like, yeah. Big, you know what I mean? So it's just like the overall, I guess the, the mentorship is in general is a mentorship. And that's one thing I can tell people that are going to join. It's it's a mentorship, bro. It's not yeah. just like a fucking program. You join and have a ball. You know what I mean? You're going to get gassed if you fuck around. Like, yeah. Like thing, you know, and it's just like overall. It's, I think it's just overall the idea of, of being able to progress and scale your business was the most attractive thing to me. I was like, bro, I can actually like make some real, real money out of this shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not just do it for fun, as they say, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the DNA splicing portion of everything, like when I told Joel about that, like that's that's what got Joel in the program. He's like, dude, I don't even like because I told him I told him like, dude, I, there was so much that I didn't add to any other program because I was still cutting hair. Now that I'm done, I was like, all right, we're just going to let like let everything out. Um, yeah, bro, that shit was because yeah. from there, like we can we can just track even even the money, right? Even the money yeah. prices, you know, what I mean, if you want to elevate your prices you splice based on that, right? So, like, say, like, for me, I'm already looking into splicing into the $140 range, right, when it comes to now, now adding the shades, right? Now adding that razor touch to it, you know what I mean? 
and like doing all the things. So like kind of just like be able to elevate that. Yeah. Yeah. 150. We're not doing 140. 150. You're not going to. See, there's a great example of like Berg cut that shit out, dude. (laughs) There you go. That was a great example of fucking undershooting this. Yeah. And and another thing. Yeah. You know what I mean. Another thing too that that was funny is um. Cause I was talking to Tough, and he was just like, "Dude, if you're not serious about building your business, you just want to fuck around. This ain't for you, type of shit, right?" I thought yeah, that no, that true. described it perfectly. Cause it's like there's true. so much, there's so much to build a business, and I think even for you, the program came in at a perfect time. Cause like you were, you had already gone through your process of like, all right, trying this yourself, having fun, and then yeah, it was just definitely. like, where's the hell? Where the hell is the result? And then you're like, it was, we did it the first time. Cause I did yeah. it through the first time, and then I had like the period of like, oh, okay, I got this, yeah, yeah. And then from there, I was like, nah, I don't got this. And then I was like. <laughs> Well, that's why you yeah. have lifetime access. Like, it's just, it's just yeah. everybody's growth. Everybody learns at a different pace. And some people, they, yeah. they take on to it early on. Some people, they need a little bit more time to work. Humans learn mm-hmm. at different paces. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what's perfect about it is just like, you have full access lifetime to like Q&A calls working with me or even just the program access mm-hmm. in general. Even for mm-hmm. somebody like you who wants to, I, don't, I mean, this would be a great segue to like see what you want. But, you know, if somebody wants to get like yourself 200, 300 a haircut, like, you know, there is no cap limit on that. I guess for yeah, you, you can obviously build that right and, and splice that to to its requirements and stuff like that. So that's one thing too is being able to use that structure and mm. basically any any business. I feel like even applying that to ATP is also something I'm like yeah. applying almost the same structure, right? Where like you're kind of cutting out the shit that doesn't need to be there. And one thing I had to do recently too was kind of just reevaluate what the brand was about. And for mm. me, it's about hair education and furthering my creative community. You know what I mean? So I kind of had to put like certain shit on the back burner because it just at the time it was fun but it wasn't something that was necessary you know and for me it's being able to like like i said it's being able to build something that not just fun but you can get paid out of you know what i mean everyone tries yeah. to think about oh if you're having fun it's great but bro we living out here ain't for free you know what i mean if we can do what you love and get paid great money is what we want and like, to me it's just being able to build that is the main main thing yeah, keep the main thing the main thing, and like I don't yeah, think anybody, I don't think anybody wants to be in a labor business. Like the idea of the program has always been like this isn't to perfect a fade to keep you cutting hair. It's to like five years from now you have the you have the cash reserves to like remove yourself from cutting hair full time to go into like mm-hmm. even what you're doing right now with the ATP, you know, like into mm-hmm. another building a different business and having the cash mm-hmm. flow for that because you max out the barbering business. You're not you're not just like mm-hmm. overworked and and barely scraping mm-hmm. by. I guess for you, uh, another great segue to go into what what what's coming up for you in the coming year, right? Kind of foreshadowing, like what do you have planned? Mm-hmm. Of course, you have ATP. Also with your mm-hmm. business, I know mm-hmm. Tough just said he's going up to two hundred by December. What what's in store for you mm-hmm. this year? Um, for me, I want to basically uh, double down on on the business aspect now that everything opened up in the states. We have a lot more. At least, at least a lot more like leeway on what's going on now. You know, we have like the vaccine and whatever's going on. So at least just the, the vision's a little bit clearer. So for me, yeah, def- definitely for me, the goal the goal is definitely to be at like 250 or 300 by the end of the year, including full services. You know what I mean? Because mm. with obviously with bleach for me, I'm already charging 300. So the goal is to boost that up to 400 by the end of the year, obviously, and being able to charge mat- like minimum 200 bucks an hour. You know, that's the min. Because when it comes to multiple services that I do, I do color and shit like that. So it'd be really hard to, to bang out like the time wise so i definitely want to go and up all of them up you know and i have that and also from there is being able to build that system to where it can fuel atp which atp is is basically it's a creative agency you know i want to be able to spread education to our creatives you know and anything from artistic direction to where it comes to actually like being able to content build content and the goal is to have a 
educational system through online where you can go and access that, whether it's whether it's haircut tutorials, whether it's just like literally QAs, whether it's like little little things that can help your business grow nice. and the creative aspect, kind of something that people wonder about me. It's like, oh, how do you do that? What what makes that about you? You know what I mean? Mm. And for me, it's just more about like I guess being able to put that out there. I never really actually gave people the sauce or like gave people the insider. Even the conversations that we have and the stuff that we learn from the program, bro, is like people people were to see that shit, they would probably lose their mind, bro. Like that's fucking real. Yeah, like, yeah. it's very real, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like honestly just doubling down on on um on the on the future projects, you know, and making sure that I'm focusing on what needs to be focused on, whether it's obviously hair is hair and then education is that. And then anything after that is just fun, you know, whether it's the clothing shit, any of that is just fun. But for me, it's education and hair and making sure I can build those businesses so I can sustain, be sustainable, right? And then remove myself from, like you said, and then I could have fun with all the product shit, you know, but definitely want to make sure that I have the the main thing be the main thing, like you said. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, um, bro. I guess kind of wrapping up here, you know, you go back to like when we first started working together, uh, a barber mm-hmm. who was... Um, in a commission shop charging, I believe, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what advice would you have for that, uh, that similar individual today, right? Somebody who's maybe watching this or even listening to this interview who's in a similar situation as you were when we first started working mm-hmm. together, who's kind of on the fence about joining Elevated Mentorship and the program mm-hmm. overall. What advice would you give them? Just do it. Just do it, bro. That was like, my, my mindset was the whole time I was like, oh, it's like this amount of money. Like, damn, I kind of like, I have that, but like, I don't know. Is it worth it? You know what I mean? So basically, don't be afraid to invest in yourself, bro. Even if it's a fail, it doesn't matter. You really invest. You put more information into your brain. And my biggest thing was to be just like, bro, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, be, mm-hmm. be able to put yourself in a position to where you can grow. I, that's one thing I, I lacked before was being comfortable in the place I was at. Like, why would I join mentorship when I'm making this much money like over here? Like, what is he going to do for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, at the same time, it's like you almost need to see like obviously now there's way more proof than you would really need but back in the day for me it was a lot tougher to be like yeah like all right let's like let's do it you know? yeah so so, de- so definitely like i i think for you is just being able like to one piece of advice just really sit down sit down with yourself and really think about what you want with your life you know do you want to do this hair shit do you want to do some other shit and if you do want to do this hair shit and you really do care about progressing then i 100 percent recommend this to people to be able to just to be able to, to change your thought process not even about don't think about the money or any other thing it's more about the creation and the thought process that goes behind building a good business you know and for me that's i don't think i honestly that shit was probably like most the least money i could have spent you know what i mean <laughs> to put it any other way like it's yeah the, the thing that what i've got from it bro has made me more and progressed my mind in other ways that i definitely wouldn't have thought about bro so i just Definitely, uh, I hope I hope you guys think thoroughly, you know, and make sure you guys make that right move because not it's it's not for everybody. I will tell you that it's not for everybody. But at the same time, if you think you got the beans for it and like you really want to do this shit, bro, then I really, really, really recommend it. Mm-hmm. Nice, dude. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see, of course, all of the people come together as well as yeah, um, man, getting like, up to 300. And because I know I miss I missed the first drop of all of the people, so. I'm gonna need to get like a little. <laughs> I'm gonna need to get a little heads up so I can cop something from you to really uh, support because you've been putting in work. But yeah, dude, man. it's been a pleasure so far working with you, and I, I really look forward again to what's to come. Um, and I'd appreciate you for taking this interview as well. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me, man. And like I said, uh, you're much appreciated, bro. Your uh, crazy ass advice is definitely needed. <laughs> much yeah. love, bro. Awesome, dude. Thank you.